Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, finally, one sports league has the fuzzy balls to stand up to China. Now, will anyone else be next? Notorious J.A.Y. joins us. As a wannabe USC alum, we'll see what he thinks of the Lincoln-Riley hire. Plus, Robert Griffin plans to go nuclear on Washington. Oh boy, here we go. Your 45-minute uncensored Save Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. Thank you for downloading. What a jam-packed show today. Might be the best show of the month. I'm just kidding. It will be the best show of the month. It's the second show of the month. And yesterday's show was bad because the audio was bad. I didn't know it until after I got it out of the Roadcaster Pro. And I said, son of a bitch. In fact, I did a text Grebner. I was in I was an angry disbelief at what I had done with the audio. I'm like, come on. I was in angry disbelief having listened to the audio going, what did I not do right? And I just I was looking at the audio levels. I was looking at the uh roadcaster and I said, I think it's good. And I thought that it was good, and then I listened to it, and it absolutely Howdy, was. Howdy, folks. Tex Scrabner here with Tex Scrabner Outdoors. Howdy, I folks. I experienced a negligent discharge of my Kimber, Kimber Pro, Pro Carry 2 1911 45 ACP. I just f***ing shot myself. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. That's how I felt. I pulled a Tex Grebner, shot myself with the audio, so I apologize for that. I will now, I've learned my lesson. Always check. Your audio kids have headphones. Stop. Take a second. Make sure it's good. Okay, so let's get started here. Before we get to Notorious J-A-Y, how about the WTA? The first sports league with some balls, fuzzy yellow balls to stand up to China. Less than two weeks after the Women's Tennis Association chief Steve Simon made striking statements against the Chinese government that threatened to cost the tour intentionally billions, the head of the WTA decided Wednesday that he was done playing games over the disappearance of Chinese tennis star Peng Shui, 
who made rape allegations against a high-ranking government official. Can you imagine doing that in China? Of all the things, like you're going to be like, nope, I'm going forward with this. That's incredible. That that gal's got balls. Is that wait? Is that a compliment? That Peng Shui has courage oozing from her pores. Simon announced in a press release that while WTA knows where Peng is, the tour still has, quote, serious doubts that she is free, safe, and not subject to censorship. Well, no shit, she's in China. As well as coercion and intimidation. The WTA board of directors has given approval to suspend operations in China. He said, in good conscience, I don't see how I can ask our athletes to compete there when Peng Shui is not even allowed to communicate freely and has seemingly been pressured to contradict her allegation of sexual assault. Well, yeah, I think he realized. Now, I got to back off here a second. First of all, maybe it's not as courageous of a stance as I'm making it out to be because they have to go there to get this money playing tournaments and you know damn well the rest of the tour, they're going to be like, yeah, it's a good tournament with a lot of money, but there's other tournaments with more money. No one's going to go to China. So it was probably not even going to work given the situation. Still, China held tournaments that totaled $30 million in prize money, including $14 million for the WTA finals. China and the WTA were working on what Simon called easily the largest and most significant finals deal in 45 years since the WTA was founded. There's also a $120 million digital rights deal that the WTA had signed with China, and Simon stuck to his guns, pulled the plug on all of it. That's good. Will LeBron do that? Of course not. Will the NBA do that? Of course not. At some point, we're going to have to come to a reckoning, aren't we? The rest of the world, the rest of the civilized world, come to a reckoning, we'll have to stiffen our spines and say, you know what? I don't need your money that much. I mean, we, we like it, but we don't need it that much. And actually start pushing back. You can kick the can down the road, the empty tennis ball can, but only so far. Good for the WTA. Uh, as somebody tweeted... Uh, by the way, the IOC, the IOC and Dick Pound, the International Olympic Committee, after a conclusion of a phone call with Peng Shui, determined that she's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're like, she's fine. Dick Pound said that the unanimous conclusion by those on a call with Chinese tennis star, tennis star Peng Shui is that she is fine. Oh, is she fine? Well, why don't you have her hop a flight, commercial flight, and come see you? wherever you are, and then you can talk to her in person and go, are you fine? Oh, she can't do that. She's not available to do that, doesn't want to do that, says, nah, that's okay, I'll just stay here in China. Guess what? She's not fine. Somebody tweeted this whole thing about, you know, ah, she's fine. Reminiscent of the 2020 World Health Organization and their assessment of the Wuhan lab and the origins of COVID-19. Nah, it couldn't be them. Couldn't be them. You're fine. Good to go. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. All right, time now for Notorious J-A-Y. Hello! Outrage of the week that I made you wait until Thursday to fire off your Lincoln Riley takes. Are they still fresh, Jay? As I don't a- think so, because everybody's done them. <laughs> But have you been spreading your takes to other podcasts without me knowing it? To I other have, social have, media <laughs> forums without my express written consent? <laughs> I have not as of yet. So this will be the, the virgin broadcast of me yelling about Lincoln Riley. Oh, I love it. You know what? We got so much today. I don't even think we'll have time for Jussie Smollett. But we'll <laughs> see if we can work it as- or as Dave Chappelle calls him, Juicy. Juicy. Yeah, <laughs> juicy yeah. smell, yes. He has no, Juicy Smollett. Smollett, yes. Smollet. yes he, that's that's yeah. what he, Juicy Smollett, it's French. Yeah, yes. he savaged him. All right, here we go. Great hook and resolve there for Notorious. All right, Jay, let's get into it here. First of all, before we get your take, on both uh, the Lincoln Riley hire and Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, a lot yes. on that as well. As people wake up this morning, they're going to find themselves, if they're a baseball fan, in a place they haven't been in a long time. A oh. foreign land. A oh. land not seen since 1994. Oh. A work stoppage in professional baseball. The locusts that once plagued this sport year after year, have come home again. This used to be an every other year 
type of deal, not just yeah. in baseball, but in sports. Remember all the lockouts and shit we all had to deal with in the 90s? Strikes. Football yeah. twice, baseball a million times, hockey threw a whole season away, the NBA threw parts of two seasons away, and <sighs> baseball finally got their shit together, and they said, okay, we're not doing this again. And apparently the economics of baseball are so fucked up, they can only pay a 37-year-old Max Scherzer whose arm may fall off tomorrow, $43 million a year. Corey Seager got like $900 million. Corey Seager. <laughs> He's like a 270 hitter. I know. Oh, At 270 God. is the new 310. <laughs> new 300, right. Somewhere right. George Brett is rolling over in his grave. He's, not He's alive. Dead yet. <laughs> He's alive. He's alive. Well, he still would with, be. <laughs> still with hemorrhoids. Yeah, Kirby Puckett's rolling over in his grave. Yes, he is. Well, He's in hell. He doesn't no, have a grave. I was, was going to say, right. not, a, not a nice guy. No, he was not a guy. nice guy on this earth. But hopefully everyone gets redemption at some point for their sins. Okay. So, yeah, so baseball. I, I sent you a text. I sent you a, a tweet from the excellent account, Super 70s Sports. And it yes. really em, it, it encapsulated why this guy, Ricky Cobb, is so good. He's the guy that runs it. He's got he a, is very good. He's got yes. a rapier wit, a great sense of writing, and and he gets the zeitgeist of what sports used to be like. Right? Well, he's... He's playing it towards people like me. But, right, but he's not just saying, hey, here's an old photo from the 70s. It's <laughs> it's the it's the stuff he writes that is so good. So I sent Jay this, and you can see it on Super 70 Sports, but it was a picture of Barry Bonds getting intentionally walked. And now, as you know, the intentional walk is you just make a hand motion, and the umpire oh. says, go to first, in an effort to, quote, speed up the game. Which, Jay? Did it? No, it's still nine-hour games. That didn't do it. Right. Did the pitch clock do it? No. Did so, it not letting back-to-back relievers do it? No. No. So, so Ricky Cobb writes, I miss real intentional walks. The crowd booing it. The .01% chance they throw it away. Or the batter somehow makes contact. And the batter giving off some of the you trifling motherfuckers know better than the pitch to me energy. It was all good. Can you remember the only time you've seen a batter hit an intentional pitch? Can you remember it? There's only one time in the history of baseball that it ever are you, happened. Are you sure? I'm of course, okay. I'm being facetious and oh. being funny oh, okay. because the only time I ever saw well, it was it, Kelly Leak against the Yankees <laughs> in the championship game. <laughs> you mean in little, in in uh, bad news bears? Bad news bears. Yes, yeah. yeah. I stepped on my Jay, joke. I, Thank I, you. I think. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Did I step on her? I just didn't. You, you I just didn't killed it. You what just was, killed, what yeah. was I supposed to do? Lay out? I I think so. Yes. You okay. hold your shorts for a second. Yeah. You know At the what? Top of the you know you're right. Me explaining it ruined it, <laughs> right? Didn't it ruined it? Yeah. No, yeah. So that's the thing. Everybody remembers Kelly Leak, the greatest little league player right. in the history of, right. of sports. Yeah, and you know so. what? If you didn't get the reference, fuck you. We're watching yeah, right now and then. Yeah, you know? go watch it. Yeah, right. Get yes. out in the world and like I don't know, pay attention to shit. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was my constant sort of obsessive need to reset and explain and backfill because I do that as part of my regular radio. I was going to say, what do you got, a radio show on from 6 to 10 uh, or 6 to 9? I okay. do, and and by the way, I think it's, it's a good fundamental. I think a lot of hosts don't do that. 
where, you know, you have to constantly remember there's younger people who don't know who the fuck someone is, right? You know, so you got to fill it in. This is this guy. This is what he did. Okay, anyway, I move on. So what I loved about that tweet was that he's so right that the intentional walk and looking at the photo was a great necessary walk of shame for the team that was pitching around a dude. They had to cowardly have the catcher stand up, hold his glove way out here, and go one, two, three, four. As the batter gets to stand there like, that's right, motherfucker. You want no piece of this shit. You want none of this smoke. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're damn lucky I'm on first base right now. And then it was always the next batter, the color announcer or the play-by-play guy would say, oh, he can't be happy about them pitching around to get to him. Oh, he can't be happy. Yeah. Right. And what's great is that when he says it was booed, it was booed no matter whether it was home or away because the home team fans never want to walk a guy. No. They want their pitcher to be like, strike that fucker out. And if you're on the road, obviously, then you're just like, yeah, this is our best player, and you're walking him. It is the ultimate walk of shame. And, of course, Rob Manfred and his stupid fucking ideas for the game screwed it up. Shame. 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 I don't <laughs> shame. I don't know who I hate more, Rob Manfred or, well, there's no owner. Well, uh, how about Peter no, Angelos, the no, team in no, your no. backyard? No, no, Scott Boris is the other one killing the game. Yeah. yeah, those two, those yeah. two, yeah. those yes. two. Okay. Peter Rangel, by the way, almost dead, so can't blame him anymore. Okay, on to the main event. Jay, you said if USC hired Urban Meyer, you'd be out. That's it. I was You're out with the quickness, yes. Right. Instead, they get Lincoln Riley, probably the hottest, most gettable coach in college football this side of Nick Saban. Happy, happy. The word that I used when my friend called me on Sunday afternoon, because that's when it broke, right? Yes, yeah, Sunday afternoon. Yes. Stunned. Because nobody thought, I thought Lincoln Riley was going to LSU. Right. That was way the, that's how the winds were blowing. And for him to come to USC, I'm still stunned. Were you shocked and chagrined? I was were you shocked. mortified and stupefied? I was mortified, <laughs> yeah. It is, it is the best thing they've done since 2004 when yes oh, i couldn't think of anything but that's the last time they did things right okay they have, fucked, they have fucked things up regularly since 2004 was that the year carol was hired no he was fighting he was hired in 2001 okay right i am shocked and chagrined mortified and stupefied <laughs> yeah. you weren't the only one shocked it caught the whole college football world by surprise and then lincoln riley went on van pelt and said he hadn't had conversations with USC until Sunday morning, which set off every bullshit meter in the land. Why, why don't you believe that? Because it would imply that he made a huge life decision on a whim, on an impulse, like picking up a thing of Tic Tacs on the way out the uh, grocery store checkout line. Who the Normally, fuck wakes I up call- and goes... Yeah, you know what? I think USC will work. Let's do this. Do you want to sleep Norm- on it? Nah. Normally fuck it. I Let's call go. bullshit. Normally I call bullshit. Normally, but yeah. If when they uh, had a video of him leaving, excuse me, leaving Norman and going on a flight to California, he had like three assistants with him. They didn't have any bags packed. They just had on Oklahoma gear. 
And I literally think, I literally think he called him and said, all right, uh, I'm thinking I'm taking the USC job. Who's down? And those three guys just got on the plane and went with them. It'd be, it would be like in 2003. And if you called up me and Scott and you said, Hey, I got a job offer in Bristol. Do you guys want to go? <laughs> that would be like that. That's, in fact, that's exactly how it would be. Yeah, that'd be a huge promotion. This, <laughs> yes. is, this is, this is, here's the thing. This is a lateral move in terms of prestige. I know you don't want to admit it. Um, no, no, no. But they're blue, but, but here's the thing I keep, I, I okay. Recruiting to Norman is a, you know, Southern California. Oh, I know. You, you draw a red, a red circle in a 50 mile radius and you have at least 70 good players. I understand. Draw, draw that same line in Norman. You have four. You have to go somewhere from Norman, even though it's a prestigious university. You have to go somewhere. You oh, just I know. get on a helicopter, right? Go down to ten, go down to five. Which one am I missing? You, I mean, there's talent there, but you got to sell them on the football and the right. tradition and the history, and you're going to be on TV. And most importantly, if you're a quarterback, he's going to put you on Sundays making a shit ton of money. That's or the wide receiver. Appeal. Or wide receiver. Right. But here's now, the thing. Here's the thing. So, you know, it's not like the previous coaches at USC didn't know that there was a huge trove of talent within a 50-mile red circle of the Coliseum. So, Well, what's Clay the, Helton didn't know that. How does he not know that? How did he not try to recruit that? Why, well, he, is, why is Lincoln Riley going to be better at recruiting it than the previous guys? I, okay, here. They, the, the three best court – Three of the top five quarterbacks in the United States in college all come from Southern California, yeah. but don't go to the University of Southern California. Najee Harris did not <laughs> go to the University of Southern California. Right. That would that never happened from 1960 when uh, no, it did happen a couple of years after, no, after mean, John Robinson. I, there's should, always it some. It should never happen. It should, it should never happen. Well, it, it but, should never happen. Right, but there's but there's a lot of talent, so some are going to get out that maybe were a four star out of five, but they turn out being a five star lottery pick in the NFL. You know, guys like Najee Harris should have never gotten away. I know. Every, uh, every fan wants to build a wall around its recruiting area. It doesn't work that way. Other teams and other programs have airplanes. They got phones. They got TikTok. They can get at your guys. Nobody. Why would anybody want to leave Southern California well, for Alabama? Well, you're not leaving for Alabama. You're leaving to play at the University of Alabama and for Nick Saban and in the SEC and all those other things. You're not going there to live the rest of your life. It's a it's a stopping point, Jay. Still would rather stay at home. I know. Now, here's the thing. Did you see how bad the crowd was for the final game this year at USC? It was horrible, yes. And actually, they didn't play that bad, by the way. <laughs> right. But, I mean, this is what Lincoln Riley has to rebuild. He's the- a, well, people have already re-upped their tickets, okay. gotten their tickets back. It is already... This is the giddiest this fan base has been right. since at, the, after the year that, that Pete Carroll and the Trojans went down to Auburn and kicked the living shit out of Auburn with uh, Mr. Campbell, uh, Ronnie Brown, 
Uh, what was the other running, running back? Ooh, from yeah, they had two stud yeah. backs that both they, played right. in the NFL on Sunday. And, yeah, Jason and Campbell, not, Ronnie Brown, Jason, and right. somebody else. I can't think. But what year? What year was that? Approximately two thousand two. And I remember that game because USC did not let them cross the fifty. And after oh. that, the fans, the fans were all in. Cadillac Williams. Cadillac, Cadillac Williams. Cadillac Williams. Thank you. Woo, that just came Carlos Rodgers, Jason Campbell, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams. A yes. Devin Arama, Arama should do. Remember him? No idea who that is. You remember Devin Arama should do? I that do not name? remember How Devin. about Will Herring? Linebacker. Even, okay. Anyway. Nope. But nope. Here, here's, here's the bottom line. I want USC to be good. I love it when they are good. I think their uniforms are exquisite. The, the color, song girls, the color exquisite. combinations. It's that the history <laughs> is great. I want to see this, the the Coliseum filled to its ancient concrete brim. I want the celebrities, including the douchebag celebrities, on the sidelines. That's what I want back again. So I'm rooting yes, for. Yes, we you. all do. I'm rooting yes, for you, we, but I don't know if it's a done deal. Question: Have you ever been to a game there? Yeah, yep. you have. When I have, it was 2010. Oh, nice. I went to a, UC, a USC Fresno game. Not the great, and it was a day game. It was hot as fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Well, maybe we'll have to make a trip out there uh, once Lincoln gets Have you been going. to the Coliseum? Have you been no. to the Coliseum? No. Oh, it's huge. Oh, nice. It's fucking huge. They call, that's why they call it a Coliseum, like Coliseum. <laughs> I, I, know I'm not, I know I'm not breaking any. This just in. Yeah. The Coliseum is big. Thank you. This would this would be the uh, Jordan Cameron USC Trojans, uh, the Tony Burnett USC Trojans, the Nickel Roby Trojans. Nickel Roby. Nickel Roby. Who was, they weren't that great. Curtis McNeil, I remember, was on that team. Right. Uh, was it was it uh, was Booty the quarterback? Ant- Anthony Nyer no. was a quarterback. He was a freshman. Didn't play. Matt Barkley. That's no, a Matt Barkley. Yeah. That was yeah, Matt Barkley team. Thank you. Sophomore yes. Matt yes. Barkley. So yeah, they did. They didn't suck then. I, that was the year they lost to Stanford. Curtis McNeil going into the end zone, fumbled the ball through the back of the end zone. If I remember correctly, you know, uh, the game. a six foot one inch stud wide out from Carson by the name of Robert Woods was a freshman on that team. Nelson Aguilar was the next year. I mean, the next year. I'm sorry, he was the next year. Okay. So anyway, there you go. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. This is the Brian, Brian Kelly. Sorry, God damn. I got I know. You know, I got two things stuck in my head with this kid for Wisconsin. Um, Braylon Allen is his name. He's a you want to say Grayson Allen. No, I want to say Braylon Edwards. <laughs> Remember him? It's, uh, kind of different. Yes. Remember Braylon Edwards? Michigan, Michigan, Michigan wide receiver. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's because he's the only other Bra- <laughs> the only other Braylon I know. Do you know um, any I other Braylons in sports? Braylon, no. Yeah. I get wait a minute, is this guy white? Uh no, he's, the, he's black. No, the he's, Wisconsin Braylon? Okay. Yeah, no, right. he's okay. from Fond du Lac. He was recruited as a linebacker and they had so many injuries at running back. They said, here, give it a shot, and then he ripped off like seven hundred yard games in a row. Okay. So pretty good. Anyway, um, so yeah, not Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly. Who's a douchebag, by oh, the way? Oh, we're gonna get into it. But this Dude, okay. this was the all-time tweet regarding what Brian Kelly would be like coming from Notre Dame 
Indiana to the deep, deep south. This is a news anchor, a black <laughs> news anchor down somewhere in the deep south wearing a suit, probably sweating his balls off, and has a bug fly into his mouth during his stand-up. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying this fucking country-ass fucked-up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. <laughs> the fuck? I can't see pilot. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. I can't. <laughs> he, was, he was Brian Gumble at first. And then he turned into Cedric the Entertainer all of a sudden. <laughs> all, it took was, all it took was one bug. <laughs> yeah. love, and you're right. He starts out, oh, I'm a newsman here. It really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School. I tell you, at Augusta High School, I'm using the king. That led to Chris Wood's death. <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> that it was death comedy jam. Motherfucker. He just had it. That is a guy. That is a guy who would step. I I can totally picture it now. He's he's in a full suit. It's summer, and he's black. So you know it's not not warm. I mean it's he, not cool. It's heat. He he gathers. He gathers like right, yeah. and he's standing in front of a shitty chain link fence, in front of some <laughs> stupid high school, and he is like, I am so fucking done with this shitty low market job. He's probably enough. working in market 320. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like pollen and everything else. All right. So Chip Kelly, how do you think Brian he'll Kelly. Damn it. <laughs> Brian Kelly, how do you think he will do? Uh the only thing I worry about him is well, he's a dick. Totally. But that yelling at players works at Notre Dame. Not to the kids at uh it does not work with the kids in the deep uh, Louisiana. South. You well, can't get away with that because somebody's mother will come out the stands <laughs> and beat you with a shoe. Oh, yeah. There's no question about that. Now, I found out we had we had our old dear friend, Uncle Timmy Brando, on this morning. Oh, Uncle Timmy. And Timmy is great, and he's from Louisiana. And I asked the question, how do you think the fit's going to be? Because, like you said, you know, Brian Kelly's a dick. Somebody said he's he puts off major cop energy. Just standing there. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that is ding, 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 right there. And uh, he said, believe it or not, he's going to be just fine because do you know the Catholic population down in Louisiana? He, it's ex- everything's a parish through the roof. He yeah. said, he goes, and they know Notre Dame down there and they follow Notre Dame down there. And the notion they could get a successful Notre Dame coach has a huge chunk of the Bayou faithful, absolutely titillated. So they're excited. Now, you know, will his style of play work? How's his recruiting? You know, is he going to yell at kids? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I I will say this. He recruited at Notre Dame where, if I remember correctly, you have to pass calculus. calculus. Right. You don't have to do that. You could just open a book at LSU and be eligible. Right. Spell LSU. And they spot you the L and the S. Right. Oh, you're so, in. Good job, LSU. I remember TJ Duckett, fullback. Oh, the running back. He was from Michigan. He's like third generation Notre Dame. His dad, his granddad went. All he wanted to do was play at Notre Dame. And he couldn't pass calculus. And they didn't make an exception. So he went to Michigan State. 
Then he went to the NFL. And I was like, damn, some strict shit there at Notre Dame. I mean, I couldn't have passed college calculus. I couldn't pass calculus now as a grown-ass adult with three years of preparatory work doing you know math classes after school. No chance. I don't have the mind for it. I barely passed it, and the only reason I did pass it is because a guy on my basketball team was a fucking genius, and he literally carried me through to the finish line. There was no yeah. fucking way I was yeah. going to pass without him. Here's my high school math his history. And, Mom, if you're listening, don't listen. All right? This is not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Algebra 1 barely passed. I was trying to cheat on tests by writing formulas on my sneaker and then crossing my legs to look at them. <laughs> I got busted by the teacher who's like, look, do you need extra help? Why don't you see me after class? It was really embarrassing. Uh, geometry, the next in line, actually was a bit of a breather, a reprieve, because it's visual. You know, it's shapes and shit. So I was able to take to that a little bit better. But then Algebra 2 came along, oh. and I barely got through that. And then Trig followed, and oh. that's when the oh. light started getting very white, and I just sort of passed <laughs> out. Again, we are separated. <laughs> algebra, so algebra one was ninth grade, just like algebra. But I did algebra two, and I was so bad in algebra one that my parents got my teacher to tutor me <laughs> in my summer of my ninth grade going into tenth grade. Zave, do you know how terrible it is to sit with your math teacher for an hour in the summer every day for three weeks? That was in the worst the thing ever. Summer. In a yeah. hot... No, no, in my house. Oh, in your house. Okay, I thought you had to go to a hot, empty school. No, he came to my house. <laughs> and my friends are like, Colin, can you come outside? No, I got a tutor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, that was the worst. <laughs> I was no, I was the worst. Wait a minute, were you good at science, too? Because science had a lot of math, and that's when I would get fucked up. Like, I was good at dissecting stuff. But if you had to do some math, I'll screw it. I'm over. Well, okay. Here, here's the science uh, for me. Biology, no problem. I took to that just fine. Chemistry, Chemistry was right. a fucking killer. Because it had math. It was like all math. And it was very yeah. abstract shit. And half-life this and, you know, uh, derivative or whatever, you know, what the terms are. I, I tried to cheat my way through that and decided to, to transfer out because I knew it wouldn't sustain. Oh, yeah, no. Like uh, a, a buddy that was at my table in chemistry, he was a TA for Mr. Telusty at Langley High School in the in the in in another period. So he was like an assistant in another period. He got the tests for us ahead of time. We would then decamp to a friend's house the night before the test to try to do it, three of us dummies on one test pinned down for several hours, no pressure. We still barely got C's. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. And, and I was passing the class, but not by wild colors or anything. And I told my mom, I go, I want to transfer out. And she's like, why? You're doing okay. And I'm like, I don't think I'm learning anything. I didn't tell her that I was cheating. Ma, don't listen. What? what I w if I was your friend, I would have called you and said, do this. So I took Algebra 1, Algebra 2. And then junior year, I was like, I can't be fucking doing this. And I took business math, and I fucking got A's. Wow. All the time. Because it was just like yeah, counting and... Yeah, business. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you know how to stack easy. cheddar. You know, it's all right. about the dollars, man. Benjamins, you got that. You know, it made sense but, to you. And then, and then physics was cool. Physics uh, was fun because it involved real-life 
situations that you could put your brain into, like levers and momentum and speed. It was still hard, but I actually had a good physics teacher. So that's also important. I had a I had shitty math teachers and a shitty science teacher. So that put me behind the eight ball. Yeah. And whatever came and after physics, I have no idea. What would be the next thing in line? That was it for me. Yeah. Well, we only had to take two years. Yeah. Two well, years of sciences. Well, I know this is I worked through Algebra 2 barely and it triggered this. I was like the scene in old school with Will Ferrell and the dart gun. What? Shut up. Hey, hey. Be careful with that. That's the most powerful trank gun on the market. Huh? In Mexico. Cool. Yeah, cool. it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes! That's awesome! That's awesome. What? You just took one in the jugular, man! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of. Oh my god, I did! Is this bad? Is this bad? You should pull that out. That shit is not cool. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. That's me in math right now. I'm like, who? Did, did you hear about Wait. Will Ferrell? Hold on. Pull The dart, man. Got a fucking Algebra dart tool trigger lower for you. I don't understand any of this. You're crazy, You're crazy man. You're crazy. You're crazy. This is not real I math. Like you. <laughs> You're crazy. All right, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Did, did, did you hear about Will Ferrell? No. Him, him and Adam McKay. Had Adam a falling McKay. out. No longer talk to each other. Adam McKay wrote Old School and wrote yes. several other movies he like was every, in. Everything he's ever done, Anchorman, all Old his school. good, yeah, all his good ones. And I started to read the article, and I got frustrated because the hook that got me to click, which was, I think, some quote saying, "I really messed up." I couldn't find it, and I lost interest, and I walked away from the story. What happened? Okay, I'll, I'll send. So, uh, you know, they're doing a movie about the '80s Lakers. And Will Ferrell really wanted to play Dr. Jerry Buss. And Adam McKay, you know, casting him. And at the last minute, Adam McKay was like, I think John C. Raleigh might be better. So he recasted John C. Raleigh for Dr. Jerry Buss. And Will Ferrell was furious. Oh. And, and he didn't do it like he didn't call Will and say, like, uh, John C. Raleigh called Will and said, you know, Adam's casting me. Adam didn't call his best friend Will. And that was and that's why he said I messed up. I should have called him and yeah. we should have sat down and talked about it. Yeah. So uh you know who's not happy about Brian Kelly leaving? One Richard Vital, who's by the way, more than happy to share the most intimate details of his chemotherapy and his cancer treatment. He's doing well, thank God for that. But man, he's like, Hey, just got the numbers back from the oncologist. Looking good, baby. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I am too, regard. but he said, I got no problem with Brian Kelly leaving, but just asking if LSU wanted him that bad, couldn't he say to them, look, I'm taking the job, but let me finish the season with Notre Dame and let the interim guys handle the recruiting. Leaving like he did, and Riley leaves a bad taste. See, Dick, you don't understand. They... If they if the if the assistants could land the blue chippers, they wouldn't be paying right. Brian they, Kelly a hundred right, right. million dollars. He has and, to be there now. 
and they fucked up in college by moving up the signing date or the signing window or the recruiting window. And some people caution, they go, you know, this is going to cause coaches to bail on their teams possibly before making the final four. And they're like, nah, that won't happen. What? Oh, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and the, did you hear the, did you hear how he did it? There's a, there's a video, a player put yeah. a video in there and he goes, I'll take questions. And as soon as he was done, he was out. <laughs> I'll take questions. Actually, never mind. They said it was a two minute meeting, but it was actually four minutes and 27 seconds. I don't know if I'm a if I'm a college player. A, I don't want to wake up at six a.m. to get to a seven a.m. meeting. But also, no. What? No, no, you know you're right. It's not. Yeah. I'm not waking up that early. Yeah, it's like oh, I got to get. Oh, you're leaving, and I got to get up early for Fuck you to not that. answer any questions. Fuck off. <laughs> you know. Good luck to you. Although I think a lot of the players are are understanding of it. With the transfer portal being greased, you know, to be able to go anywhere you want, it's the wild west right now. It is have- the wild west. I can do whatever the hell I want to do now. Exactly. Um, Robert Griffin. (laughs) Next up on the docket. I I may buy this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Here's here's old Robert saying, I'm writing a book. And this is him promoting it in his own words. Guys, I'm so excited to announce that I wrote a book and it's coming out. In August. 20- okay, stop. You didn't write a book because otherwise it would be coming out now for Christmas. It's coming out in August. You know what that means? You haven't wrote the book yet. Yeah, he's just an idea about a book. <laughs> right. Yes. He's saying you can pre-order now. Who the fuck pre-orders a book? For August. <laughs> Nine months in advance. And it's not going to be stuck on the docks in California. Right. He's like, yeah. he's like, uh, let's see how many people pre-order before I actually, you know, sit down and write this thing. Because I hear it's work writing a book. 2022, titled Surviving Washington. Now, every experience that I've ever had has made me a better husband, a better father, and a better well, player. don't know about that. But I want you to take this journey with me as I walk you through one of the most dysfunctional franchises in all of sports. I'm going to tell you the truth about what happened in that playoff game in 2012 against Seattle. Oh, I can't, I'm wait, going to to hear, de- I can't wait to hear your truth. Tell the medical mismanagement that I received during my time in Washington. Oh, medical mismanagement. You're the one that insisted on playing all in for week one. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to open your eyes to the sexual harassment that permeated the walls. We know what was going on. Building and give you a deep dive into a power struggle between one of the most powerful coaches in all of sports and an owner that many of you want gone. They say the truth will set you free. So here it is, unfiltered. Pre-order now. Yeah. Okay. Um, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of things to unpack here. One of the most powerful coaches in sports, Mike Shanahan, the Red not Lobster. True. Not Bullshit. True. He got crumpled up, thrown aside by Snyder, and has not worked since. He's not exactly Belichick, okay? So that's number one. Uh, number two, all of you, I'll tell you what really happened, and I'll show you that the truth and medical mismanagement, these these are going to be doozies of stories if the book ever actually comes out. Because his perception of how things went down can be countered by those in the building that knew firsthand. I have so many Cooley stories about Robert. It would just peel the paint off the walls. He was a backstabbing fucking phony who the locker room hated. Hated. 
truth. Is that is that well is that Cooley's side or is that a hundred percent true? Because no, it looked like he crazied up to Dan, and you it's, can never do that as a player. Well, yeah, right, exactly. Like oh, boo hoo, I was mistreating Washington, bro. You went to the White House correspondence dinner with Dan. Yeah, yeah. Dan he, went. To, Dan invited you to have Thanksgiving dinner with him after the game in Dallas when you went off. So stop it with this. But let me say this. Guy's got a great voice. And that was a really good 60-second pitch looking into a phone, maybe without notes. I don't know, but it was pretty good for an athlete. Now, I've not heard him do games on TV. He's pretty. I heard him last week. He's pretty good. I hate to say it. He's pretty good. I think his opinions are all over the place. I think he's fucking delusional as shit. But just in terms of the overall mechanics and the voice and the presence. He was and the, good. And the, uh, then I wrote a book, and it's coming out in August 2022, titled Surviving Washington. Now, I mean, that's a pretty good voice. I'm pretty jealous of the voice, actually. It's nice and mellifluous. But he's full of shit. Shit comes out of that voice. So he his now, get this, his now wife this would be greta his ex-seminal his ex-seminal hurdler and once upon a time estonian mistress while he was married with an infant child tweeted quote let's clear up a misconception about surviving washington in the book robert is not talking about other people's experiences with sexual harassment in washington he's talking about his own experience with sexual harassment in Washington. Another, another wife who just can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Can we I that need the, the next the next great player has a wife who just shuts up. That will be my favorite. How about well, first of all, how about how about we get the dads to shut up? Because now Kareem Hunt's dad is the latest to pile on Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Okay. How about just parents and wives? We'll just we just we're all, all under one umbrella. Just shut yeah. the hell up. Yeah. Uh, and, I saw and, somebody today, by the way, said that they need to make a, a movie like they did about Richard Richard Williams about Lavar Ball, and I'm like, stop it, please fucking stop it. Have you seen yes. King Richard? It, Will Smith was great in it. And what's your review? I liked it. I mean, there's a scene where he gets beat up. By some gang members. Damn. I mean, it. it I, I liked it. I liked okay. it a lot. I liked it a lot. All right. Uh, you know, your boy Whitlock said it was one of the best movies he's ever seen. <sighs> Loved it to the moon. So you might have to revise your opinion. You might have to hate it now because he said still it was want, one of his favorites. I still, still want to so punch him. I know. God damn it. Uh, uh, also, when it comes to, you know, uh, parents and family members popping off, when DK Metcalf went three quarters on Monday night without a target. Somebody tweeted, does DK's dad have a Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. What a what a world we're living in. So do you think so do you think RG3 was sexually harassed? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm go- I mean I'm what would that. that be like exactly? <laughs> well women, but then I saw something this weekend before the Michigan-Ohio State game. There was some running back talking about he was sexually harassed at Michigan by a team doctor. Like, while he was, like, a, a running back at Michigan. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I never like to say anyone is lying or you can't believe them when it comes to harassment or rape. What if and I don't even... 
What if he says? What if he says that Kirk Cousins tried to make out with him in the quarterback room when the lights were off? All right, well that's different. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a bombshell? Huh? And that's and that's why Kirk had to leave. By the way, Kirk lining up underneath the guard last week. It was embarrassing. Does Charge have anything to support that? Right, look, you know what? It was embarrassing. It was a bad play. Kirk is everybody's whipping boy. He's only the third highest rated quarterback this year, and you know. People just want to I, shit on him, but that's fine. I just like giving charge shit because charge is going to the mattresses for Kirk Cousins. I know. And then there's this before we get to FTG. Playboy model kicked out of mall for topless nutcracker stunt. Well, those people are obviously <laughs> communists. You know, when you can't even go to a mall topless and pretend to be a nutcracker world during holidays. He's right. Did we lose a war? Come on. <laughs> it's not America. Uh, this this model is quite fetching. You should look up the story. Fran, Francia James, 30, filmed the frisky stunt last week. She has this elaborate nutcracker costume in which it's her whole chest area is elaborately painted. She has some thin bottom on to at least conceal her, her lady parts. And, well, uh, and she is really hot. And she's there offering people... Uh, nuts in the mall. She's like, would you like a nut? Would you like a nut? And then security comes up. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to leave. But, and but while I'm searching this, there was something I wrote down just because, oh, here it is. Playboy model kicked out of Miami Mall. Yeah. Do you no know who- nut November? Yeah. Are you sure? No nut November. It's no nut November. Uh, uh, you want a nut? Well, she's not really that. topless. Oh, is that? But she's like painted topless. Well, yeah, she's painted topless and I mean, that's technically, not really she's, topless well, that's a, that's a good question. If you've got paint covering your breastages and you have something over your nipples, are you topless? No, no. Okay. I'm, you... Um, do you know whose birthday was yesterday, by the way? Uh, a lot of people's, but who, who in particular? Vincent Bo Jackson's 58th birthday. And oh. I was thinking... Will we ever see anything like that ever in our history of sports ever again? I say no. A genuine, bona fide, two-sport Pro Bowl player. Or pro, not well, all-pro, all-star. He was an all-star in both yes. baseball and in football, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, I don't think we will because of specialization and the money. The money is too big. The money is too big that... In football and baseball, they're not going to want, you know, each team is going to be like, you're not doing that other shit. They're getting weeded out from doing two sports earlier and earlier. Like in, like in, uh, like at age 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know who else turned, uh, uh, who had a birthday on December 1st? Sarah Silverman, 51. Not hmm. a fan. No, not a All fan. All right. How about model Carol Alt? Carol, I told you. Carol Alt do you was, think, was, uh, I don't think she is. All right. Carol Alt, 62? 61. Yeah. She was the first play, a swimsuit uh, edition I ever got. Carol Alt was on the cover. Okay. Never forget that. All right. Would you ever make a run at a 76-year-old? <sighs> <laughs> the fact you had to stop inside. Yeah. That'd be like, oh, my God, no. Depending who who is it. Bette Midler. No. Okay. She's a, <laughs> I, if this if this photo is accurate, she's holding up pretty well for seventy six. Yeah. Just saying, but Raquel that would Welch? be weird. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. 
So, so like when Gal Gadot is finally 72, you're still going to be like, hell yeah. I think I mean, um, what's, what's the, uh, the English actress that everybody. Kira Knightley. She's got COVID. She'll survive. That's you. What? Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, it's going around, Jay. <laughs> I, I, I've read the papers. Yes. But I, wow. Oh, why would you think she wouldn't get it? It's going around, I man. Mean, but she's a little itty bitty thing. I too. know. Tiny little thing. Wispy Ugh. waif of a gal. Too skinny for some guys who want some curvaceousness. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, happy birthday to them. Okay, here we go. FTG, rousing big finish. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got? Okay, this is not to this person, but it's to this person's like. So I'm texting with Kevin Sheehan a week ago. <laughs> awesome. About and Maryland we, basketball, yes, no doubt. Yes, yes. And their so, uneven start under Mark Turgeon. Right. So so uh, we do this like maybe two or three times a year. So every now and then even Van Pelt will get in. But they have a tendency to poo-poo me and get angry with me mm. when I say something bad about Mark Turgeon. Like they like Sheehan was dismissive of me. Like I have no clue of what I'm talking about when I say Turgeon's the shittiest coach Jay. in the in the state Jay. of Maryland. Jay, you gotta understand, first of all, you should be honored that you're even on a text string with the great Scott Van Pelt. He stopped he stopped answering my texts a long time ago and he swore oh. he'd do my podcast and then I keep gently pinging him like, hey, anytime I'll pop you in, pop you out, and it's just but, but the, those two are like they're just so. You, you know why? You know why? No, just because their kids went to school with them and they know him. Fuck him! He's terrible. He's a, <laughs> they, they got, they, they got out rebounded Zabe against Louisville, fifty-one to twenty-five. That's terrible. That is abhorrent. That's terrible. He's, he's a he's a point guard Zabe <laughs> who has no idea about offensive basketball. Yeah. That's. It just it's mind blowing that people stick up for him. He's shitty. He's horrible. Listen, Van Pelt's royalty out there, and when he comes to a game, he sits courtside, and who's right next there to next Sheehan. to him? His muscle, Sheehan. So Coy, Sheehan is royal. Sheehan is yes. royalty as well. He is the uh, uh, he's the king's haberdasher. So he's yeah. there next to Van Pelt. <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna piss on the crown. Not until he's gone. Watch when they finally fire him, they'll go. Oh yeah, we knew all along about these programs, these problems of the program. You watch. Once he's gone, I mean, they'll know. They'll come out with it. Oh God, I just I so, just don't like them. I just don't like them dismissing me. Like right. I have no clue what so, I'm talking about. So so to uh, Van Pelt and uh, <laughs> Sheehan, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mine was tough. I had to decide between two guys. One was four-year-old Albie of Wales. That's just his only name, Albie. This four-year-old kid climbed 3,560 feet up the highest mountain in a driving snowstorm with one leg. He was born without a right leg. What a dick this kid is. Stop making the rest of us look bad. But I said, I can't give a four-year-old a fuck that guy. So instead, it goes to one Greg Norman, who is in tight with this new Saudi Arabia-backed golf league. 
And in defending doing business with the kingdom, which has violated human rights left and right all over the place. True. He said, every country has done horrendous things. Look at America with racism. It's just so embedded here. It's just ugly. Fuck you, Greg Norman. True, but where is Greg from? He's from uh, Australia. But he's he doesn't live there anymore. He lives in Hope Sound, Florida. Listen, because I'm not they, saying they treated the Aborigines so well <laughs> in Australia. No yeah. shit. Yeah, so, I mean, yes, racism. Yeah, worst thing ever. Well, Holocaust. But but still, listen. He can say up, yeah. he can say every country has challenges, but to to then sort of equate to to put one hand, other hand, no. No, <laughs> you know, everyone knows Saudi Arabia is in the top five of worst human rights countries in the world. It's North Korea one, China two, probably Saudi three. And then you go down the line from there. There's a couple other places, but it's it's just what money does. Jay gets guys to say things that are fucking bullshit. So. Glass houses, glass houses, Greg, yeah. glass houses. Yeah. All right, Jay. This is a good run. Next week, by the way, we're gonna. I'm going to Lynchburg again, so we're gonna do it from a hotel room, yet yet to be named. That's fine. I okay. think you came through loud and clear last time, and you came through loud and clear today. So okay. we're good. You got your uh, Christmas tree up. I'm uh, getting that Saturday. Uh, lights outside the house up. Doing that Saturday. Okay. That's all acceptable. We'll check it. Tune in next week to see if the lights and tree really were up at Jay's house. I'll do pictures. All right. All right, Jay. We'll see you next time. Thanks, bud. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. All right. That's a wrap for today. What a great run that was with Jay. Thank you for downloading. Spread the word. Rate and review if you want. Friday show. Good news. You're going to get it for free tomorrow because I made people pay for Tuesday this week with Scott and Solly. Football Friday coming. Charge with fantasy. You are looking live. And of course, Mr. X with his gambling insights and our steam for the weekend. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday and we will see you next time. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and when you win, get paid.